Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler, and we're getting together for our weekly discussion about the grace of God and how we uh, grow in it. As we, uh, yeah, one way to grow in it is to talk about it and, and, and just have casual discussions like you and I have, Mike. So just want to welcome all our listeners in and welcome you aboard too, Mike. Good to talk with you again. Yeah, it's fun, Joel, uh, and it, it's exciting to know that there are people out there uh, connecting with us. Uh, we sure would like to hear from a few more of you. Uh, just correspond with us. Let us know you're out there and where you're from. It might be right here in the States or somewhere uh, around the world. Uh, we've heard from people on, on different continents, and we'd just love a, a note that from you that even if you're just saying hi or uh, if there's something you'd like to, to give us some feedback on, that would be great, too. Yeah, and speaking of different continents uh, and different countries and, and stuff like that, just want to do say hi to our friends in South Africa. There's a blog, uh, it's called graceinflood.blogspot.com. That's graceinflood.blogspot.com. That's hard to say when you get, that's a mouthful. But anyway. That sounded like Morse code to me. (laughs) I've recently been uh, chatting a bit back and forth through their blog and uh, gotten to know these guys just a little bit. So I just wanted to say hi to them. Uh, They've. Uh, commented a couple times on, on their blog about our program, and so I just wanted to uh, let them know that hey, we appreciate them in South Africa and uh, the work of uh, you know the message of grace that's being spread all throughout that country, and and we do uh, hope you keep listening, and and once again we do appreciate you and and everyone else who's uh, taken some time out to uh, hear this uh, this mush between our brains spewing forth. <laughs> and Joel, this isn't on the subject tonight, but since we're taking just a moment to to get rolling here, for those who are in this country here in the United States, uh, just a lot of stuff going on right now politically, and and of course with the the war on terror and things in Iraq and uh, division here at home uh, on, on some of these issues. I just think it's it's important that we spend a little time in prayer uh, for our nation and, and for other nations too, that that God's peace would would reign and rule over the people of, of that land and and uh, the land that we're from here in America. I just think that uh, there are so many so many things going on right now that uh, sometimes we lose sight. I, I love talking about grace and mercy, and we, we haven't spent a lot of time on on prayer uh, on our program, Joel. But uh, I just think it's one of those things that in your prayer time uh, that you know God would interce- would intervene as, as we intercede for our country. Yeah, that's that's a good word. I think that. To always be keeping uh, uh, the world and our individual countries and, and our leaders, uh, the leaders of the countries, in, in prayer. Because, it, you know, God has put them in their place. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, he put Pontius Pilate in his place. He put uh, all of these things in their place for their proper time. Uh, and uh, we should definitely keep these things in our prayer. I think that's good. That's a good way to start out here today. All right. So what do you want to talk about? Uh, something that's been on my mind Something we've talked about this before, Mike. We've talked a lot, in fact, about Second Corinthians five seventeen, where it talks about if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, we've talked, Mike, about how you know both you and I in our past we've we've 
regarded that verse kind of in the wrong way. We've thought about it as, all right, uh, old things have passed. I've stopped doing all the things that I used to do, all the bad things that I used to do. Now all things have become new, and I've started doing all the right things for God. Glory to God. And we've just mentioned how that verse isn't really talking about that, but literally in our spirit, who we who we are, uh, like a like a caterpillar weaves itself into a cocoon, and then during that process in that cocoon, it emerges as something completely new. It's not a glorified caterpillar. It's a new creation by the work of God, by his mighty hand, by his power, and by the blood of Jesus. He's made us into a brand new creation, not by what we've done, but by what he has done for us on our behalf. And and that's maybe might lead us into some other things we might talk about today, Mike. Yeah, you know, before Grace, Joel, it wasn't really a cocoon for me. It was more like a raccoon with uh, some of the legalism I had been taught. Um, and, you know, that verse uh, that you're talking about, Second Corinthians 5.17, this is one of my favorite passages, uh, this verse and, and, the, and the next few that follow. It starts out with the word therefore. And, you know, I always hate to start out with a verse that starts with the word therefore because it's, it's pointing out something that he was talking about before. But this is kind of one of those where it's pretty good good spot, uh, because the verse before that also starts out with a therefore. Yeah, there's lots of therefores. Yeah, I kept going backwards one time, and and pretty soon uh, the world was without form and void. I was in Genesis 1-1. I just kept on going back. And so uh, this verse, as a young man, without a lot of knowledge about God's grace, I knew I was saved by grace, but I I didn't really understand uh, anything about the exchange life when I was a young Christian, because I did get saved as a child. But this was a verse that I leaned heavily upon because I thought, okay, uh, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things passed away, all things have become new. And I just applied that to what I was supposed to do or what I was not supposed to do. And a lot of verses, not just this one, this is one example, but a lot of verses that I read in the New Testament. And Joel, as a young man, Percentage-wise, I'll bet I read uh, as much or or more of the Bible than a lot of people in my age group, and yet uh, so many verses that I would read over and over, especially in the New Testament, where I thought it was telling me what I needed to do to get right with God. And and I had it all turned inside out. And when when I began to realize that I did have it turned inside out, uh, boy, you talk about you talk about a change. I mean, not really a change, but an exchange. But my, my my mentality just such a such a different perspective, and I was so freed up as I began to grow in God's grace. Mm, yeah, I can relate to you on that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners can too. You know, uh, one thing that we could do here with you know with this therefore is is everything that does follow this therefore is the sum of a point that that Paul is making. And as we continue on here. After Paul mentions that we're a new creation, old things having passed away, all things having become new, he says, now now this is great. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And one, the, the big point here is that all things are of God. Well, the question is, who has done the reconciling? Who reconciled us to himself? Was it us? Was it our work? Was it what we did that reconciled us to himself? Or what it says here... Is it he who has reconciled us to himself? Well, he did it through Jesus Christ. It's, you know, if, if we're going to be, if anyone in this world is going to be reconciled to God, because, you know, the Bible says, while we were enemies, Christ died for us. We were the enemies of God. And even when we were enemies, Christ died for the ungodly. 
and it's God himself through Jesus Christ who has reconciled us to himself. So we can just forget about giving ourselves any credit for anything we do. And even on the other side of that same coin, we can forget about living in all this guilt and all this condemnation that just creeps in there because, you know what, it wasn't us that reconciled ourselves in the first place. And, and even when we were enemies, Christ died for us. And so even as a Christian, if we sin, we're reconciled. We remain reconciled to God, not because of any atonement that we can make, not because of anything great that we can do to get ourselves back right with God, but because in Christ Jesus, God has reconciled us to himself. Well, you said it, Joel. I mean, it's right there. I'm looking at it in my Bible. How many, how many times did I skim over this? Or, you know, I, I don't know about you or some of the others listening today, but for me, I could relate to this to an extent without the knowledge of, of God's grace because I knew that I was saved by grace through faith, Ephesians chapter 2, right? That, that it was not of myself. It was a gift from God. And, and I led many people to Christ with that approach, that you could not earn it. But somehow or another... After getting this free gift, remember, I would always tell somebody this gift is free and you have to receive it. I knew how to bring people to Christ, but I guess I did what other people did to me. Once I gave them the free gift, I started telling them all the things that need to be done <laughs> now that you're in Christ. And yes, he reconciled us to himself. Now it's up to us to keep this covenant intact. That's that's the mentality I had. Yeah, he did his part. Now let's do our part. Come on, let's be faithful to do our part because, uh, you know, if if we don't do our part, then, any, then we're just trampling on the blood of Jesus, which totally takes uh, uh, some words of Hebrews way out of context. Uh, you know, the blood of Jesus, to trample on that is to, and, and to count it as unworthy is to say that something that I do can can atone can make atonement for my sins well uh yeah continuing on here you know christ in verse 19 of second uh, corinthians 5 you know god was in christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them uh, again uh, another verse that easy to skim over uh we, we don't necessarily comprehend it fully and so we just kind of skip it and throw it away but in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. You know, the law came, the Bible says, as we've talked about lots of times here, Mike, the law came to impute sins to people, to impute trespasses to people. That was the purpose of the law. That's what the law did. It charged sin to our account. But in Christ, God was not imputing the sins of the world to them. That's what happened with Christ. That's what happened in Christ Jesus. And yet we're, we go along every week with churches preaching law and teaching, and teaching. Ah, you need to atone for your sins. You need to get yourself right with God and, and, and get on the right track and get back in church and, and do all these things to get yourself right with God when it was God himself, when we were his enemies that reconciled us to himself in Christ has not imputed our trespasses to us. That's good news. It sure is. And, you know, it's not hard to get people to respond to an altar call if they feel guilty. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, get right with God. Maybe you've been backslid. It's, it's time to recommit your life to God, those kinds of things. And uh, even before I knew much about grace, I thought, boy, there's an inconsistency here 
that I, I just can't quite measure up to. I mean, I, I can't quite figure out. I'm not sure what it all means, but it just seems like we tell people it's free. We talk about God's unconditional love and forgiveness. And then uh, we seem to come up with these things in our religious system that contradict some of the very things that we supposedly hold dear or teach. And um, I think some of that is a control issue. Now, there's a lot of ministers out there, well-meaning ministers, who are just teaching what's been handed down to them. But there's also an element of control. And sometimes a minister can get their identity tied up with something even as, as uh, I don't want to say trivial, but even something like an altar call, Joel, where uh, ministers, if people don't respond, then they, they feel like they didn't accomplish what they were uh, supposed to do. And, and they feel like, well, gee, I, uh, I guess I failed God because not enough people came forward during the altar call. It's so easy to get your identity wrapped up in the wrong things. That's right. And that's one thing we uh, try to remember every, every week as, as you and I talk, Mike. It's that reminder of our identity in Christ not being based upon what we do, not re- being based upon people's re- response to us. And, of course, that, that altar call, if no one responds, <laughs> we can't get wrapped up in that stuff because we want people to know Jesus Christ and how God atoned us and, and reconciled us to himself through himself, not getting people emotional about their own sins. Well, you know what? We've got to wrap this one up, Mike. It's been a good one. And what we're uh, leading up to, and, and I think maybe we'll get to this next time, is uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, talking about God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Something to think about. Until next time, I'm Joel along with Mike. Check us out at graceroots.org. We'll be back again with you next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 